This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 748. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 748. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. If you're listening in live time, it's spring. It's actually sunny while I'm recording this, but we're in this time of year where one in Seattle, at least where one minute it's spring and then the next minute it's still the dark, dark days of winter, which happened yesterday when I was on a call. At the beginning of the call, I looked out my window. It was dark. It was rainy. It was stormy. I was freezing. I had on like my fleece with a blanket wrapped around my legs. And 20 minutes into the call, the sun had come out and I was sweating and (laughs) taking off layers. So that's where we're at in this season. I hope that you are enjoying some sun. Um, If you are reintegrating after spring break. I hope that's going well. Reentry can be a hard thing. I know here in Seattle, public and private schools were off, I guess it was two weeks ago now. But so this week, we're our first week back. And it's, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot. I'm also navigating 
wrapping up my second year as co-chair of the Parent Association at Vinnie's School, which has been really, really fantastic. But this first week back from spring break, we are getting ready to host the last Parent Association sponsored event this year. And it's a lot to jump back from like spring break into work into planning an all school dance, which is something I would have never said yes to before stepping into this role. And luckily having a really, really amazing supportive team of parents who are stepping up and helping with the event. So it's feeling like a busy, busy season. As you are navigating busy seasons like this, as it seems like every season of motherhood is, I want you to think about how do you collect hard things? So I was thinking this through the other day, recognizing that if we don't pay attention to the hard things that we go to, whether it's a hard moment, a hard conversation, a hard season of life, then we miss out on so much of how that hard moment season situation can be really, really transformational for us. It can be really informative in terms of how it informs the way we show up in the world moving forward. And if we don't pay attention and collect that hard thing as we go, then there's all sorts of growth that won't actually take place as kind of a residual effect of having navigated or endured that situation. So what does it mean to collect hard things? That might sound kind of weird and also like not super desirable. <laughs> no one's like, oh, I just wish I could run around and like do a whole bunch of really hard things all the time and just like collect them in a little Easter basket. <laughs> I understand that that's not necessarily super desirable. And it's probably something that you've done if you've made it this far in life. You probably have endured, navigated a lot of challenging things, a lot of overwhelming things. You know, motherhood certainly hands them to you on a daily basis. Having navigated the pandemic has definitely handed you some hard things. Growing up in a professional space hands you really hard things. So as you have navigated all those different like really big seasons that are big and long, you've probably had to endure moments that have really tried you and probably changed you. And I want you to think about what those moments have been and who have you become as a result of those moments. So what does it mean to collect hard things? It means that you notice when you're approaching a new edge. So you feel yourself going into something new, different, scary, uh, overwhelming, unpredictable, maybe something that you don't even want to be walking into, but you know, for whatever reason, a situation is demanding that you need to move forward and you are approaching a new edge. If you can own it and decide how you want to handle it and then go about it and handle it the way that you want to do it, you get to own that, right? You get to collect that. And afterwards, you get to look back and be like, wow, I did that. I did that thing. I did that thing I didn't think I could do, or I did that thing that was hard and difficult or scary. I did that thing that I didn't feel prepared for, but I did it anyways. I did that thing that really, really pushed me to show up as the best version of myself, or maybe the messiest version of yourself, which can definitely happen at times. And when you can own that and collect it as you go, it's going to inform how you show up for subsequent hard things. The other thing it means to collect hard things is to own the things that you have endured in the past as evidence of what you are capable moving forward. And I've talked a lot about this on the show. I think it's so important that we are collecting the right evidence and we can get in our own way a lot with this. We can let our inner critic shut us down and keep us small and quiet and make us shrink. 
And I want you to collect evidence that does just the opposite, where you are always collecting the evidence that allows you to remember that you are strong, that you are capable, that you are powerful, that you have what you need within you to go forward and do whatever it is you want to do next, whether that's in your personal or professional life. So when you collect hard things, you get to own the evidence of having done the hard thing. Again, whether you walked into it on purpose or not, or, you know, sometimes we have to walk into hard things involuntarily. And we get to own those things and carry them as evidence of all the strength that we have for having gone through that experience. The other thing that it means when we're looking at collecting hard things is it means that we're not dismissing, ignoring, denying, or erasing the moments that have made you who you are, that have made you strong, that have made you powerful, that have made you resilient, maybe that have made you softer in some ways. I know that oftentimes when we think about motherhood, we think about all the ways it's made us stronger, but also sometimes it makes us a lot softer. And I remember my mom talking about this as a teacher. She said that when she was a teacher before she had kids, she had this firmness around expectations. And especially when it came to things like homework, she's like, if I give you homework, like I expect you to do it. I expect you to bring it back the next day, like she didn't give a lot of wiggle room. And then after she had her own kids, she was like, oh, wait, like 1 million things can go sideways on any given Tuesday night. And there's a lot of reasons that a kid might not get their homework done. And if a parent sends a note saying like, hey, it was a tough night. We didn't get it done tonight. We'll do it the next night. She was able to really honor that and be like, no worries. I get it. Not a big deal. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So when we can sometimes see how a situation has made us stronger, but also maybe made us softer or more compassionate or more empathetic, that also allows us to move forward in a different way. When we don't dismiss or ignore or deny or erase those moments, and we really carry them with us in with pride and in a, from a place of honor and also from a place of strength, then we will show up for the world differently moving forward and we will engage with the world differently moving forward and we will tap into those resources again to go after the things that we want and the ways that we want to have impact. I know there's a ton of things I've done going back to my example that I just gave about supporting the parent association at Vinny School. There's a ton of things that I've done in the last couple of years that I wouldn't have voluntarily walked into in the past that kind of came with the role that I didn't see coming that were sticky and hard and uncomfortable and challenged me for sure as a leader, challenged me just in all sorts of different ways. And if I were to dismiss or ignore or deny that piece of this experience over the last two years, then I wouldn't be able to see how I can use a lot of those skills again moving forward. A great example of this is I do so much of my work independently with the podcast and the work that I've done as an entrepreneur for the last 20 years. And so having to work with a team and having to go to, you know, being on my parent association team, but then having to go to the school administration and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or does this work and wait for their responses and, you know, kind of wait for their responses and also be flexible and nimble based on what they come back with. That's been a whole skill set that I have not had to use in quite some time. And it's been really, really good for me to practice that patience and practice listening to different perspectives. And also like stepping back at times and being like, yeah, that wasn't the way I was hoping it would go, but cool, no problem. It'll all be fine. And that's something I can carry with me moving forward. And actually I've been able to now when I go into work in companies And I'm having to go through similar conversations where there's a lot of voices at the table. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of people who have more power in decision-making than I do. I've been able to walk through it in a really similar way because I haven't dismissed or ignored the growth that has happened in this role as parent association co-chair. I've been able to go into other organizations where I'm doing really cool, exciting, more innovative stuff and carry some of those new skills with me. And I've been able to work more objectively with people. I've been able to work more patiently with people. I've been able to sit back and listen and recognize like what is for me to own versus what is for other people to own. Where do I need to get stressed out versus where I can let things go. So that's been really, really valuable. And it's 
I've been able to do that because I've been recognizing that this is an area where I'm growing as a result of this role that I've taken on. Over the Christmas holidays, we had this really interesting experience and that tested me in a way that I couldn't see in the moment that it was testing me. And then after the fact, I was like, oh, wait, this actually was like proof of growth that I didn't see coming. So over the holidays, my husband got really sick. He ended up in the hospital for a few days and we thought he was going to be in the hospital probably through Christmas, kind of as we looked at how things were playing out. And we got very lucky and kind of at the last minute, he had this great reaction to the antibiotics, like the antibiotics that hadn't been working and we thought he was going to have to have surgery. All of a sudden they started working. And so he got released from the hospital really quickly. And all of a sudden we went from thinking that like we're having Christmas in the hospital to, oh my gosh, we can travel tomorrow to go be with my mom for Christmas, which was our original plan. At the same time, we were in this like snow watch across Washington state where planes were being grounded, mountain passes were closing and opening every 20 minutes. It was like a wild season for travel. And I know so many of you over the holidays, like travel was just went sideways in every which way. So my husband got out of the hospital and we were like, okay, he got out like mid afternoon. We were like, we're going to leave tomorrow morning. The passes look like they're going to be pretty good. So we're going to get on the road and we're going to go. And so we get the car all packed up the next morning and my husband is in some pain. And so I'm going to drive and I say, okay, I'll drive till we get to the passes. But then can you drive through the passes? Because my perceived sense of self is that I'm quote unquote, like not a good snow driver. And so we always, whenever we're going to drive in the snow, I'm like, no, 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 like you do that part. Like that's your role in our relationship. I don't do that. I can't do that. And I said, I'll drive for as long as I can. But when we get to the passes, if it's snowing, I want you to take over. And he was like, okay, cool. No problem. He had pain medication, but he was like, I'm not going to take my pain medication until after the passes. And then you can drive the rest of the way because he couldn't drive once he had taken the, the pain meds. So I'm like, okay, great. Well, we literally leave our house. Our house is five minutes from the freeway. We are on the freeway for maybe two miles, probably less, like a mile. <laughs> and the reader board above us says, I-90 has closed. I-90 is the freeway that we need to take to get to my mom's house. And we're like, oh my gosh, Like, what are we going to do? So we get off the freeway, we pull over for a minute, and we're trying to navigate like, okay, what? how long do we think this is going to be closed? Do we go home and wait for the pass to open because it could open like in 20 minutes or it could open in like four hours or it could open in four days? Like, who knows? You just never know. And on the website for the Washington State Department of Transportation, it just says like no anticipated time of opening is being released. (laughs) So we're like, that's really not helpful. So we're sitting there and we look at this alternate route that takes us through Leavenworth, if you're in this in Washington state. So it takes us through Leavenworth. And it says it's going to add like an hour to our drive time. But we're like, okay, fine. Like it's going to be five and a half hours instead of four and a half hours to get to my mom's like no big deal. So we start down that route. And we've never driven this route to go see my mom. So I am like, okay, like don't take your pain medication because we have to go up and over this other pass that we're not familiar with. I've been on before, but not in many, many years. And I definitely don't want to be on the hook for driving that. Well, this drive quickly became very, very slow and torturous. Like there was a lot of slow traffic. There was a lot of hard road conditions in terms of like, it was snowing, but it wasn't really sticking. So we had to drive really slow. It quickly became clear that this was not going to be a five and a half hour journey. And at a certain point, 
I was like, I'm not sure like when we're going to get through the hard part because it seems like it just keeps showing on like traffic maps and weather maps that like the hardest part is still coming. And I was conscientious of the fact that like my husband needed to take this pain medication at some point. So finally, like halfway through the day, we just decided like I'll drive. I'm managing okay with the conditions of the roads. And so go ahead and take the medication. I'll just drive the rest of the way. So I drove the rest of the way and it was totally fine. And yes, it was snowy and icy and like gross in a few places and definitely like nerve wracking in a few places, but I was totally fine. As it turns out, like I'm not incapable of driving in the snow. And we get to my mom's after like nine and a half hours and it's total chaos when we walk in our house. Like Piper poops on her carpet like 14 times, I swear to God, like just trails of poop everywhere. We're cleaning that up. Like Vince is in pain, so he wants to sit down. Vinny's excited to see my mom. There's Christmas presents under the tree. We're unloading the car. It's just like total chaos. And I didn't really stop to think about, okay, like I just drove over this mountain pass in kind of awful conditions. And it was totally fine. When I think about collecting hard things, it's going through something like that, where I had definitely have definitely always self-identified as like, oh, I, I can't drive in the snow. Like, I'm not good at that. I will kill my whole family. Like, it could be an absolute disaster. Now, that's not to say that it couldn't be an absolute disaster at some point. But I had this whole story in my head that like, I wasn't capable of doing something that I was totally capable of doing. And I got to look back and reflect on that experience after the fact and recognize like I can collect that as a hard thing. I can collect that as, oh, as it turns out, you actually totally can drive through mountain passes when it's, you know, 18 degrees and windy and snowing and you're fine. You can do that. You're very capable of that. When we don't collect hard things, when we ignore or dismiss or deny those experiences, or we just erase them, like we don't even see that it was a thing. And then we're just like, oh, that was no big deal. We don't get to see our growth in a moment or our growth over time. We don't get to see our aptitude to endure, adapt, or adjust to new things and hard things and big things and scary things. I saw this a lot when I was learning how to ski. And over those first three years, every single weekend, we would go up like literally 10 weekends in a row for three years in a row. So 30 times drove up to the mountain. And every single time my husband drove, because this was before I was embracing being someone who can drive in the snow, but my husband would drive us up there. And every single time I would just think like, oh, please let there be a storm so that classes get canceled because I just don't want to die. Like my only goal for three years of skiing was to just not be terrified every moment of the day on the mountain. And it took me three whole years of going up every single weekend of ski season to overcome that. But what I was able to do when I was able to collect that as a hard thing after working through it season after season and ski day after ski day is I have been able to see my aptitude to endure and adapt and adjust to something that felt very hard and very scary and gave me so much anxiety. And when I can see my aptitude to show up to the same thing that scared me over and over and over and over again, I can see how exposure to those things actually gives me a lot of power. I caught myself just a couple of weeks ago on the chairlift and I was like, oh my gosh, I do not feel an ounce of fear on this chairlift. And I used to be the person on the chairlift that would be physically shaking. And if Vinny moved at all next to me, I would have this like internal 
complete panic that I would try to not exhibit to him. But I would do the thing like when you're driving the car and someone stops fast and they put their arm across the person in the passenger seat. I would do that to him on the chairlift constantly. Or I would just tell him, I'm like, don't move, put your back against the seat, like stop squirming. I was just a nervous wreck for years. And I noticed recently that I'm not nervous at all on chairlifts. In fact, we don't even put the bar down on the chairlifts. And Sarah of two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, when I first learned to ski, could barely get on the chairlift without wanting to absolutely vomit and have diarrhea at the same time. So I can now see my aptitude for showing up for the same thing over and over and over again, in order to get used to the thing so that the hard thing becomes the easy thing. And the hard thing then maybe becomes the enjoyable thing or the fun thing or the exciting thing, or the thing that allows me to like, escape as skiing has done, like just escape and be on the mountain and not think about everything else and work and everything else that like requires a lot of responsibility. So it's been this really amazing escape, but it took that aptitude of endurance and adapting to unknown situations and unknown circumstances over and over and over again, that that translates into other things in our lives. And so when we can collect hard things, we get to increase our ability to see our aptitude to endure and adapt and adjust. The other thing that happens when we don't collect hard things is that we're really dismissive of our talents and our skills. And this has been a huge learning experience for me, That something that I've been working with my clients on as well. And I was actually just on a coaching call with a one-on-one client yesterday. And we were talking, she was talking about all the ways that she has been the first in her life and in her family. So first generation to finish college, first generation to do the things that she's done professionally, first generation to raise kids the way that she's raising them kind of, you know, in a non-impoverished situation, first generation for all of these things. And when I was talking to her about it, I said, I want you to, I want to give, invite you to collect hard things, to like recognize all these things that you've done, because that's a huge indication of what you're capable of moving forward. And she was having these moments of self-doubt and having these moments of not seeing kind of what lays in front of her and what she's capable of moving forward, feeling a little stuck in the moment. And as soon as we talked through like, well, what can you collect and own from your past? And what does that say about your talents and your skills and your strengths? Then that was able to help her really, really shift what she saw as possible and where she could see potential moving forward. So when you're not collecting those hard things, you're likely dismissing your talents or your skills, or you're like overlooking the things that you're best at. So now when I'm looking at things I'm going to step up and do, and this has actually been another great thing when I'm in my work with the parent association, is my co-chair and I, we're really clear on the things that we're good at. So I don't dismiss like, hey, I'm you like you should do this thing, even if it's the thing I'm good at. We're really clear. Like, I'm like, hey, this is the stuff I'm good at. So why don't I do this? And then luckily he has a very different skill set. So it's been so great. I'm like, will you please do those things that you're good at? Cause I don't want to touch them. And he says the same thing to me. And we've had this really fascinating and clear and easy, easy, easy division of labor over time because we both have collected, like, these are the ways that I've had to grow. These are the things that I've chosen to cultivate in myself. These are the things that I'm good at, where I can now contribute those things to the community in a way that has most impact versus me trying to do the thing you're good at, or me dismissing the thing that I'm good at, and then like not really getting to shine in the ways that I would have the most opportunity for impact. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So I want you to think about where can you collect hard things in order to embrace your skills and your talents so that you can really position yourself to highlight them and shine in them moving forward. I want to talk about the benefits of intentionally collecting hard things. Like this is the fun part. When you can look back over the course of your life or over the course of a season or just over the course of the last couple of years, maybe, or a season of motherhood, and you intentionally recognize like, wow, I did that and I did that and I did that, then there's a whole bunch of things that get to happen. So I was talking with someone recently about the things that they have chosen to do in spite of kind of the hand that they have been dealt in different ways. And you're actually going to hear a lot about this on my Wednesday episode with Thunmeet Seti. So when you can look back and recognize, okay, this is the hand that I was dealt. I never saw this coming. This at times feels impossibly hard. And also, here's how I know I can move forward. Here's how I know I can move through this. Here's how I know that I can be successful or show up as my best self in this situation. That gives you so much power. It also allows you to keep going. It allows you to keep a positive perspective, a healthy mindset, a healthy sense of ego, a decent amount of confidence and courage in order to go after the things that you want. So when we look at the benefits of intentionally collecting those hard things and recognizing like, oh, had to go through this, or I was able to work through that and get to this point, then we get to experience the resiliency. And we get to experience like, oh, yeah, sometimes things are really hard, but I know I can get through the hard things. I know that I can work through hard things. I know that when things get really hard, I get more creative, nimble, adaptable, and I figure things out. And here's all the different ways I've done that in the past. And so I've been able to do this a lot over the course of 20 years of entrepreneurship in terms of looking back at resiliency and like, oh, yeah, I remember when you had to go through that thing and then that thing and then that thing. So this thing that's coming up, like, you're good, you're fine. I think back to so many sticky moments. I think back to this whole year. I spent like every day wanting to cry many days often crying looking for gym space when I was trying to move my gym and I was trying to get a commercial lease for my gym space and it was it felt so monstrously difficult and every time I go to look at gym spaces they were like $20,000 a month to rent out like a thousand square foot little commercial space and I was like there's no way I can afford $20,000 a month and especially like committing to like a five-year lease for that it was just like absolutely impossible. And I would look and look and look and just nothing seemed available. Seattle real estate is just 
a disaster for a really small business owner like myself. And so I, for a year, had to show up. And it was felt like just constant no's, constant doors on my faces, constant opportunities that made me feel like I'm not enough because every opportunity that I had was the $20,000 opportunity where I was like, well, but I can't afford that. I can't do that. Like my business isn't successful enough or, you know, generating enough revenue. And that was so hard and I had to do it over and over and over again. And so when I think about hard moments or seasons in business now, I'm like, but remember when you had to like every day for literally a year, try to find a gym space and it was so horrendous. Like this thing, you'll figure this out. If you could figure that out, you can figure this out. The other benefit of collecting hard things is self-trust. So when you collect hard things and you own them and you recognize them and you put them in your pocket or your fanny pack or your backpack, wherever, when you put them in there, you are reminding yourself what you're capable of. You're looking and owning something in a way and honoring something in a way that allows you to say like, I did that thing because I am really capable. I did that thing because I am really good at XYZ. I thrive in certain conditions. I figure things out. I'm really strong. I'm really resourceful. I'm really scrappy. And when we can cultivate that as part of our self-trust, it makes us feel, first of all, so much more capable moving forward, but it can also make us feel like this certain level of invincibility that is sometimes necessary when we are navigating really hard seasons. The other thing that can be a huge benefit to intentionally collecting hard things is your opportunity to see yourself as something as someone who is really tenacious and has a lot of stick with itness about them. So I know for me, I have a ton of tenacity. I know that I stick with things, even when they're hard, even when I don't feel like doing them. I mean, we're recording episode 748 for Pete's sake, and I've never missed an episode. Like if that's not tenacity, I don't know what is. So I know from looking back at past experience and collecting hard things really intentionally, that I'm a really tenacious person. So I use that. I use that when I'm promoting myself in different ways. I use it when I'm speaking. I use it when I'm going after an opportunity and I get a no. I'm like, oh, okay, like you said no today, but maybe next week you won't say no and I'll try it again with a different angle. (laughs) And I've gotten a lot of opportunities with that. So I know that about myself and I want you to know that about yourself. Another benefit of intentionally collecting hard things is that your growth mindset continues to develop and grow and be cultivated. So when you are able to recognize the things that you've been through and own them in a way that allows you to have more strength moving forward, you are constantly creating new neuro pathways in terms of your mindset, in terms of what you see as possible. And when you look at kind of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, that fixed mindset is when we go into that place where we're like, I'm only good at certain things and everyone else has it figured out and I'm not good at XYZ. So I'm never going to be able to do this thing over here. And instead, we are opening those neural pathways that say like, I figure out hard things. I'm really good at learning new things. I like a new challenge. I love to push myself to new edges. I'm curious what I'm going to learn here. And so when we can reroute those pathways, we get to keep those with us. Like they stay open for new hard situations that come up moving forward. Another benefit is your improved self-talk. You talk to yourself really, really differently when you can recognize that you've been through some things and that means that you are kind of a badass. (laughs) So you talk to yourself very differently than someone who hasn't owned those sticky moments in life, who doesn't see that they are powerful because of the things that have been messy or fumbly or really, really challenging. And then that allows you to decrease the noise. So you can collect hard things and have this huge benefit of decreasing the noise 
when you are able to recognize all the hard things that you've collected and the direction that you're going and that you have this little bit of sense of invincibility about you that like the universe can throw you whatever because you will figure that stuff out. And that decreases the noise around you when you go and you read the news on any given day, when you see like all these things that could easily lead you down a path of desperation and despair, you're able to shut that out and you're able to look at here's what is true and beautiful as Glennon Doyle always says, here's what is true and beautiful in this moment. And I'm not going to let the noise out here get in my way. So I want to invite you as a result of all this to collect hard things. That means looking back over the course of your life and owning the hard things that you've been through and owning the hard things that you've intentionally walked into. So maybe challenging yourself professionally, going to get a graduate degree, running a marathon, or the things that you have had to walk into that have been hard that you didn't choose, but you had to endure and you had to adapt to and you had to figure out and they made you better and they made you stronger and they ultimately put you on a path to do big, powerful things. So maybe that is having a breakdown of a professional situation. Maybe that is having an ending of a relationship that you maybe didn't choose. Maybe that is having a loss or grief in your life. Maybe it is having endured trauma. How can you collect those hard things and use them as evidence of who you are, who you are becoming, the power that you have to show up in the world, to get what you want out of the spaces that you show up in, to get what you want out of the relationships that you cultivate, and to get what you want in terms of the impact that you want to have moving forward. I hope this episode was helpful. Please, please, please share it out with your friends, your family members who might be collecting hard things in this very moment, in this very season. And thank you for being here. And I am in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. 
Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.